360 degrees. Hop high, 360 degrees. Hop high, 306. 306. 360 degrees. Hop high. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Full Circle, your cultural affairs radio magazine produced by members of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, broadcasting from right here at KPFA in Huchin, occupied Ohlone Territory, also known to settlers as Berkeley. This week, First Voice steps up to do our part to help raise funds for this important media outlet, KPFA. Um, part of the five station Pacifica network tonight we're going to bring you the voice of one of our star graduate apprentices Laura Achegadai she is an educator an artist and an all around great person and on tonight's show we will hear some of Laura's original work from her first show and her time as an apprentice we'll also hear what she's up to today creating beautiful upcycled art and jewelry and performing as a puppeteer. Also, as a proud Puerto Rican, she will give us an update on what's happening there concerning the coronavirus and also their recovery from the double hurricanes in 2017, Irma and Maria. And, of course, we will be asking for your support tonight for KPFA. All that and some great music tonight on Full Circle. I am again your host tonight, Freewell and Franklin, Keep it locked right here to KPFA. Again, everyone, welcome to Full Circle, the weekly show produced by apprentices of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. I am your host tonight, Free Will and Franklin, and yes, tonight we, Full Circle, are joining the quest to raise funds that will keep KPFA rolling strong into 2021. Now, as many of you know, the First Voice Apprenticeship Program is a broadcast training program here at KPFA, but what many of you may not know is that First Voice was born out of struggle um, from within KPFA itself. Back in 1984, the First Voice Apprenticeship Program was started to include more women and people of color inside the operations and on the air of KPFA Radio. Over the past 35 years, we have graduated nearly 45 groups of apprentices and have recently just welcomed Group 46 into the program through virtual training of radio production at home. And of course, that's due to the coronavirus um, but we're still doing it. We're still doing it. So tonight, as we make our way through the hour, we hope you can show your support not only for this important radio station, KPFA, but also for this unique and valuable program within KPFA, the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. To do so, to show that support, please check out kpfa.org and click on the Donate tab. There is much to be offered as a gift to you for your donation tonight. But I'm feeling like with this weather changing, it might be a good idea to check out those hoodies or that beanie might be a great idea. 
Again, check out kpfa.org to make that donation. And remember, you can make a donation anytime to KPFA, but when you donate during the hour of Full Circle, Fridays, 7 to 8 p.m., you are showing your support for the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. Also, if you would like to use the phone and make a call to donate, you can still do so. The number has remained the same, 1-800-439-5732. Okay, I'm going to thank you all in advance for those of you that plan to call. And let's get into the show tonight. As I mentioned, I'll be featuring the apprenticeship program tonight and particularly Laura Achegadai, educator, artist, actor, puppeteer, and of course, first voice graduate. Laura was part of group 42. In the end, uh, 42'd, as they were known, was made up of three extraordinary women. Darlene Pagano, who is now heavily involved with KPFA as part of the local station board. Kat Petru, who is continuing her broadcast and production career as part of a production team she helped create, which is We Rise Production. And, of course, Laura Achegadai, my special guest tonight. Well, let's hear from Lauda in some of her own words from her group's intro show. Her story starts with the musical selection, I Live Where You Vacation, by Bay Area artist Soltron. This is as an intro to herself. Check it out. Mejor que en tu casa, tú vienes de pasada. I live you vacation. Tú sabes que aquí te la pasas mejor que en tu casa. Tú vienes de pasada. I live you vacation. Tú sabes que aquí te la pasas mejor que en tu casa. Tú vienes de pasada. I live you vacation. Tú sabes que aquí te la pasas mejor que en tu casa. Tú vienes de pasada, I live where you vacation, I live 
for your vacation. Puerto Rico's a nation. Despite colonial status, we the baddest when it comes to having fun. We number one. Rompe ese coco and pour some rum. Hey, vamos pa'l yunque, vamos pa'l llegue. Pa' la bahía, bioluminiscente. Agüita fresca, gente caliente. Llega el weekend, así que pendiente. Ajón que carne hay, métele el diente. Alegría, bomba, el puro y consciente. Despierta, Bori, pa' proteger lo tuyo. Pon a trabajar todo ese orgullo. Basta ya de tanto plomo y cemento. Deja brillar tu luz desde adentro. Positive vibration, tropical persuasion. Oh, I live with you vacation. to full circle here on KPFA 94, 94.1 FM. You just heard I Leave Where You Vacation by Soltron. I chose this song because it points to the contrast between the tourist perception of Puerto Rico with its paradise wonders and the harsh reality that Puerto Ricans have to deal with. It's a great example of modern-day colonialism, something that I'm here to expose. I am Laura Chegaray, one of your three hosts tonight, episode of Full Circle, where we group 42 or Fortitude are telling you a bit about who we are and what you could expect from us as your producers over the next several months. Here is my story. Why I'm here? Let's see. For me, it all started when I moved to California and went to the DMV office to switch my driver's license. I show up with the Puerto Rico's government ID and birth certificate, and I get asked for my green card and passport. The officer had no clue about the U.S. citizenship of Puerto Ricans and was adamant that I needed those documents. So I had to stick to my guns and refuse to leave until I speak with a supervisor. That day, I became an immigrant in what I thought was my country the one my uncle got drafted to war for, the flag I was taught to salute in school. I knew their history, their heroes, all their accomplishments, and they didn't even know I existed. 
time and time again, I got shocked to find that most people in the mainland know nothing about not just Puerto Rico, but about most of what happens outside their coast. In the meantime, my homeland keeps sinking into what today is the worst economic crisis in history. I need everyone to know what has been happening in Puerto Rico and all the other USA territories. So when I heard Silvia Torres telling about her work at KPFA Apprenticeship Program during a Puerto Rican gathering, I suddenly saw my 11-year-old self who asked for a cassette tape recorder on Christmas and went around interviewing people and reporting pretend news like Carmen Joved, the Channel 2 reporter, and my TV idol. Next thing I know, I was filling out the application. To do this work, I draw from my days in the 1981 University of Puerto Rico student strike, from my experience as an architect, a Latino community educator, a writer, a poet, a single mother of children with learning disabilities, a disability awareness campaigner, and an artist. I'm here to give people information, knowing that the right information at the right moment can make a difference, and I am honored by that opportunity. Now, speaking about 42, I draw from being a Puerto Rican. Let me tell you, Puerto Ricans are probably one of the most resilient people on this planet. We're used to hurricanes, inundations, being without water or electricity for weeks. We had landslides, earthquakes, even tsunamis at some point, and we're still here. We've been invaded for 500 years now. The Spanish crown and the USA Congress have tried to exterminate us, sterilize us, poison us, deprive us of our language, our history and culture, messed with our heads, tell us that we're small, lazy and poor and completely ignore us. Some people buy into it, but most just survive and come back stronger. My family has been harassed and persecuted because We know we can be a sovereign nation and refuse to shut up. However, we've been named the happiest people on earth. Can you believe that? We have learned to survive with creativity. We are intrinsically musical people. We dance and party at the least provocation. We enjoy strong family ties and humor is a huge part of our lives. At least that's how I live my life. Finally, I've learned so much from nature, which is at its highest expression in Puerto Rico. I can tell many stories of adversity, renewal, and resilience, and I'm very, very proud to be Puerto Rican. Proud of the rich race and cultures, too, I come from. We have a lot to contribute, and that's also why I'm here. Welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 FM KPFA. And that was the voice and words of graduate apprentice Laura Achegadai. That story was from her group's intro show back in August of 2017. Thank you, Laura. And we're going to hear more from Laura as and find out what she's up to today since that was back in 2017. Um, she has continued to be an educator and an artist and combining the two to actually teach art. 
And as you can tell, she also cares about her home, Puerto Rico, and how she used this platform um, to share those stories about Puerto Rico. Um, tonight, this is your chance um, to show your support for the station and the program that supported Laura in her radio adventure and helped to enable her to bring the stories that she thought were important to the air. If you want to give us some support real quick, give us a click at kpfa.org and make a secure donation online. And don't forget, $25 will make you an actual member of KPFA as we are a membership organization. And this will allow you to vote in KPFA and Pacifica elections. So that's a $25 donation. Also, don't forget, anyone who makes a donation of any size, including that $25 donation, will receive a special recording from the KPFA archives. And this would be a conversation between Studs Terkel and Howard Zinn. And they're introduced by Alice Walker. Three um, great voices there. Um, this was recorded live in Berkeley on Valentine's Day in 1998, no less. And this was recently digitized so that we can now make it available to you, the KPFA supporters. Uh, make a pledge of any amount and you receive an email with a special link to this recording. Um, and from what I'm hearing here, it sounds like this might be a one of a time, a one time offer. So if this is something that does interest you, Studs Terkel, Howard Zinn, Alice Walker, um, please make that donation. 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY. KPFA, or of course, all the time at kpfa.org. Also on board right now is the KPFA face mask. You are going to need some sort of face covering for the foreseeable future. Why not make a statement with the KPFA logo on it? One more time for these numbers. Give us a click, kpfa.org, or give us a call, one 800 Four three nine five seven three two. That's one eight hundred. Hey, KPFA. Thank you all so much. Uh, those of you had who have donated, we really appreciate it on full circle. But for now, let's move on with our show and hear some more from Lauda. As I have been saying, Lauda is an artist and an educator, and has combined those two loves into teaching art. As you have also heard. Laura loves her Puerto Rican heritage, and I caught up with Lauda earlier this week to hear what she is up to lately and to also hear her reflections on her time here at KPFA and host of this show, Full Circle. Let's check out part one of our interview with graduate apprentice Lauda Achegaray. All right. Greetings, Lauda. Welcome back to Full Circle. It's good to have you back. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be back on KPFA. All right. Well, let's first uh, start off by getting to know you again a little bit more. Um, for one thing, you're a proud graduate apprentice of the First Boys Apprenticeship Program. And at one time, you were the host of this show, Full Circle. Um, but you do so much more than that. So first, just tell us about your time here at KPFA and maybe throw out your group name, if you remember your group name. Of course. Fortitude, Fortitude. I'm I'm uh, part of Group 42, graduate apprentice of KPFA, 
and why am I so happy to be back in KPFA? Because KPFA gave me the opportunity to do something that I never thought it was happening. You know, I were, uh, I started in 2016 as an apprentice because I always wanted to be uh, a reporter, like from from the time I was a kid. Well, I was there. I went to Puerto Rico because of Hurricane Irma happened. And um, I just took a little break to go help my family because they were, you know, like they usually, they were without electricity. So I grabbed a bunch of solar stuff and I took it there to help them. And little I knew, but um, I got stuck there and I, I went through Hurricane Maria with all of them. I wasn't able to get out in time. Um, so when I came back, it was, it was a big ordeal, first of all, to get out back to California. It took me about a week to get back. And, um, and after that, I was the voice of the, of the Puerto Ricans on KPFA. I ended up doing three shows about Puerto Rico, uh, and the situation with Hurricane Maria, I did a three-month update and a six-month update and maybe a year update. And those shows are in our archives. So if you guys want to go check them out, um, you know, it's just very raw material about how things were actually going on in Puerto Rico. Things have not changed that much uh, as of today. You know, a lot of, you know, when you fly over the island, you still see a lot of blue tarps there. And um, since then, things have gotten worse for some people. You know, some people got a little bit better, but, but a lot, you know, thousands and thousands of Puerto Ricans had to go and live somewhere else because it was impossible to be on the island anymore. There was a, a virtually a mass exodus. Thank you for telling us about that. We're going to get an update about Puerto Rico and what's going on um, lately at the end of this interview. But right now, tell us a little bit more about the work that you're doing now. So you're from Puerto Rico, but where are you staying now and what do you do? Okay. Well, I've always been an art teaching or teaching artist. And I started doing puppetry with Handful Players Organization um, that is based in San Francisco. Um, and aside from that, I've always been a crafter. And one of my, my favorite media is, is recycled paper. I started doing that because of my family, because of my mom, because of my grandmother, because I was uh, seeing them always um, grabbing a piece of what you will call junk and holding it like it was so something precious. And my mom will tell me stories about how back in the day when she was a kid, there was no trash cans and everything got reused. You know, she told me the story about how the people will show up at her door asking for a can because they didn't have a cup to drink water from. So, you know, even a can was something precious and people will keep it, you know, like was something important. So that inspired me to always be um, looking out, you know, looking at things with a different 
uh, perspective, checking what, what the value is, the material. Can we reuse this material? Can we turn this into something else? It also helped a lot that my father was an artist and he had his shop at home. And sometimes when my mom went out to to work, then my dad will keep me entertained by giving me all kinds of stuff to just use my creativity and, and turn them into something else. And so that's how it started. And then uh, when I became a teaching artist, that was one of the most um fun things to do is bringing stuff to the kids so that they will get that get into that spirit of looking into things as uh sources of where, where they can use their imagination and they can they can turn this into something uh fun and something entertaining and something um useful too no yeah and what we're talking about is basically upcycling and it's making something out of recycling better than it was before. I, I consider it that way. So really quick, tell us about what is upcycling actually mean. And then I assume because of the COVID you're teaching online. So especially during this time of COVID, how does upcycling um, using recycled material to um, make this beautiful art and um, functional stuff. I remember working with you as an apprentice at KPFA and you'd make these beautiful handbags and other stuff out of recycled um, plastic bags, plastic bags and stuff. So yeah, talk about upcycling. What is it? And then how important it is right now during the time of COVID as you teach online and people and children are at home without um, the school providing supplies. Sure. Uh, well, upcycling, it's recycling, but making it better, like you just said. No, uh, we, we basically take an item that is destined for either the recycling bin or the trash can, and then we use it as material to create something else. Um, yes, I remember I used to um, take plastic bags whenever in California we had uh, the plastic bag and that uh, I cut them in into strips and I will uh, crochet with them. And I made myself a bunch of different handbags. Um, I also took cardboard, cardboard boxes. I make them into piñatas. You remember the, the Trump piñata that we made as a fundraiser. And we made, we made some, you know, we collected funds for KPFA and the show um, through that. So, um, and then I take chip bags and I can um, line them with something else and I can make them into a bag for your pencils or um, some of us got our, our microphone into a chip bag bag uh, that was redone with, uh, with recycling or upcycling in mind. And so I've been doing that. And when um, I was teaching in, like I said, in San Francisco, and um, when we were sent, everybody got sent home and they tell me, well, now we're going to start teaching online. The first thing I saw is like, where are they going to get the materials to work on the projects that we usually do? Because kids in schools, you know, we give them the, the construction paper, we give them the scissors, we give them everything they need. But um, now 
if I asked them to do the same projects, they wouldn't be able to do them. And so the first thing I saw is that what do they have at home ready and available to be used for a project? So I redesigned all the projects that we were uh, had in, on, on my roster uh, to fit the materials. Like, you know, we're going to go into the recycling bin. We're going to look for um, envelopes, like the bill envelopes that have the, the security markings inside. We, we're going to use those to make puppets. Um, so I'm a puppetry teacher. So all my puppets are now made with recycled materials. And I've gone as far as collecting those, like, for example, collecting toilet paper tubes, putting them in a box and sending them to one of those pods where the kids get um, schooled right now, you know, in San Francisco and throughout the Bay Area, there are places where kids can actually go to school, uh, but it's very small groups. And then we teach through Zoom to those pods. And so I deliver, I get them those recycled items to those places so that they can have enough toilet paper tubes, so they can have uh, envelopes or they can have um, magazines um, or all kinds of you know stuff that you will normally, even newspaper, um, to make different kinds of puppets and then perform with those and you know, do the same things that you will normally do in the school. But this time we're thinking, you know, we have a new awareness, which is part of the intention of, of the art teaching too. That's great. And not only are you making functional puppets, um, bags, um, crocheted bags out of stuff, you're also making beautiful art and jewelry and that's also played a role in your life dealing with the pandemic. So um, talk about some of this beautiful art and jewelry that you make and how you make it. And just so everyone knows, you could look at some of that, the pictures of this right now on our Facebook, First Voice Media. And while we're talking, you could look at some of these beautiful earrings and other stuff that she's made. So talk about the role that this recycling has made and um, has played in your life dealing with the pandemic and some of the jewelry and stuff that you actually make that people could wear? Yeah. Well, paper is everywhere. No, um, I, I did spend, uh, before the pandemic, I did spend a lot of time taking care of my father. Um, he, uh, he was bedridden for nine months and, um, paper kept me alive kept me sane you know paper fiddling with paper is something that um it's therapeutic every time you're using your two hands to make something your brain uh hemispheres align you know they they work in in unison so it calms down the anxiety it makes you it makes you feel better um and that goes for all kinds of um you know, art, arts and craft, no? So I've been doing that for a long and I knew the value of that. So, you know, I started doing what I call uh, pocket size projects, art projects. And so I will take, if I had to go uh, to the hospital, I will bring my scissors, my, my glue in my purse. 
And uh, at every time I had a chance, I will start um, making making stuff with paper. And so that evolved into a line of jewelry uh, because again, they're very small and, and you can put them in your purse and you'll be working on something whenever you have uh, a break. Um, and now I am using magazine paper. I'm using um, the the advertising that comes in the newspaper, you know, those thin lying uh, thin paper that and all kinds of junk mail, no? Anything colorful because that is made to call attention, right? You know, it, it has tons of color. And as an artist, I am very attracted to very saturated color. Um, so I'm using those as material to craft a piece of jewelry. Um, and, and I see that not only as something that benefits me, my psyche, my spirit, but also that I'm, I'm, I'm um, spreading the message of, hey, look, you're throwing this stuff away and you don't have to because it's beautiful and it can be used for so many stuff, you know, many, many useful things. You can adorn yourself with advertising and you can adorn yourself with junk mail. And, and, and nobody will ever tell that it's made of that, you know, that that's part of the magic of transforming something into something else. That's true because it's so beautiful and colorful um, and it's uh, amazing how you use the the bright colors of what was meant to grab your eyes at advertisement to uh, transform into this beautiful art and jewelry. Well, let me remind people that that is the voice of our special guest tonight, Laura Achegaray, former host of this show, as well as excellent craftswoman and artist and teacher. And she's been discussing her art and her teaching techniques in this time of COVID. But also right now, uh, Laura, there is an online craft show that you're part of. And some of your upcycling jewelry and art is a part of this. Tell us about the Oakland Cottage Industry Virtual Craft Show and how people can check it out. Okay, well, the, you're going to post the links, yes, right? Yes, I will. But it's it's basically Oakland virtual, uh, Oakland cottage industry show. That four words, and you can look that up. Basically, it's, it's a pandemic situation again. They will do a craft show, and I will participate that in years before. But then this year it has to be virtual. So everybody, uh, they they put together a website. They have a Facebook page. All of these links are going to be uh, on our page on KPFA. Um, and then um, you can uh, go there and see the art of 40 different local artists. You know, people who live around the Bay Area and, and, and Oakland. Um, so, you know, I will ask everybody to go there and support them because, you know, we're local. We're, we're your neighbors like your neighborhood station. No? Yes, yes. And, and and we need we need also a little bit of your love. Yeah, and um I will definitely post a link to the Oakland Cottage Industry Virtual Craft Show on our website kpfaapprentice.org just after the show. Well, again, that is my special guest tonight, Laura Achegadai, former 
apprentice and graduate of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, craftswoman, artist, teacher extraordinaire. We're going to take a short music break and also a short appeal for your donations to KPFA as this is our holiday season fun drive and we want to keep KPFA going strong into 2021. So we'll take a short break and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to Full Circle right here on 94.1 KPFA and KPFA.org. I'm your host tonight, Brewell and Franklin, and that voice you just heard was Laura Echegaday and part one of my interview with her. In just a few moments, she will be back to give us an update with what's going on in Puerto Rico as it relates to the coronavirus and if the island has fully recovered from the devastating hurricanes of 2017, that would be Irma and Maria. But real quick, real quick, I want to remind everyone listening that we are in the midst of our holiday fun drive. As most of you know, KPFA is a listener-sponsored radio station. That means this station runs on donations made by you, our beloved listeners. Um, what that does, that leaves us free to report the news and tell the stories we feel are important. And we're actually not stifled or censored by large donors who disagree with a particular message we might be putting out. So if a free and independent radio station like KPFA is important to you, a station that brings the voice of the voiceless, a station that trains people from the community in news and broadcast production, Give us a call right now or a click right now and show your support. The number to call is 1-800-439-5732. The website is kpfa.org. Please, if you are able to make a secure donation and keep this station alive, do so now. It's very important to keep this radio community going strong. And we all have a part to play. Some of us are here at the station. Um, you know, on the air, some of us are behind the scenes working at the station, even during this time of a global pandemic. And some of us chip in some dollars when we can. All these positions are important. Give us a click or give us a call right now and be part of this radio community. 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Or give us a click at kpfa.org. Get yourself a nice warm beanie to keep your head warm now that it's getting cold. And then you could throw on that KPFA hoodie to keep your body warm. And remember, any size donation tonight will get you a special audio link to a conversation between Studs Turkle and Howard Zinn. And they're introduced by our own Alice Walker. All right, again, a big shout out to all of you that have called in tonight. We really, really appreciate it. It lets us know that not only do you support KPFA, but you support this unique training program, the First Voice Apprenticeship Program. Thank you all. And speaking of the First Voice Apprenticeship Program, let's get back to our show. Tonight, one of our star graduates, Lauda Echegaday, has been bringing us up to date on what she's been up to since graduating uh, the program back in 2018. Well, in order for us to understand what's happening in certain places around the world, we have to get some connection there. And Laura has done just that for us. 
in preparation for our conversation tonight, she contacted her family to get word from Puerto Rico on how they are dealing with the coronavirus and how they have been since the devastating hurricanes of 2017. Let's check out the second half of our conversation right here on KPFA. Welcome back to Full Circle. We're going to continue our interview now with Laura Achegaray, first voice apprentice graduate and former host of this show, Full Circle. So, um, Laura, thank you again for joining us tonight. And as we mentioned in the intro, you are from Puerto Rico. And not only have you traveled back and forth um, during the hurricanes in 2017 that devastated the island, um, you survived one while you were stranded there. and um, But you were a part of KPFA, and you used this outlet to spread the word about what was going on in Puerto Rico. Tell us real quick why it's so important to you to keep KPFA alive and just to to make that donation, if you're able, to KPFA. Well... It goes to say how how important it is to keep this this station alive. It's it gives me the opportunity. There's you don't get that opportunity anywhere else in any other radio station in the barrier to get people from every walk of life and and give them the opportunity to tell their story. And so it was such a magical situation for me to be able to tell what I was so wanting to say. You know, I, I, I needed people to know the real situation of Puerto Rico. There was a lot going on in the news about how are things in Puerto Rico after the total devastation that happened after Hurricane Maria and how it was used to... Um, even put the island into a much, much harder crisis and, and deeper crisis because the lack of uh, action from the U.S. government, the neglect from the U.S. government, and um, even though we are, you know, we are told, I was told since I started going to school, you know, I had the American flag in my school, but we were always treated like second-class citizens. And now the devastation, it's everywhere, not just physical devastation, but the economy has stamped down. Um, everything has been impacted by the aftermath of the, of the hurricane and, and the neglect of the political, um, the political neglect and the economic neglect and the, the abuse of, uh, you know, treating us like, like nothing, you know? Um, and so being able to say that in public and, and people to hear it from somebody who actually was there and lived through it, it's, you don't get that anywhere else, you know? What, go to any other radio station and, and see if you can find a real person saying what what actually happened with an understanding with with uh with a training to put things together uh in a way that is that can be digested the the tools that uh kpfa gave me are 
are going to be with me forever and I will keep producing shows and I will keep uh, having information that people need to know um, from the original sources. Thank you, Laura. And I definitely appreciated um, learning firsthand what was going on in Puerto Rico from um, your recordings. You were on the ground. You talked about community support, uh, people helping people on the ground. And that was what made um, you so vital as a team member of uh, your group Fortitude, <laughs> which was the 42nd group, 42 Um group of apprentices. So we really appreciate the work that you did. And that is why KPFA itself is so valuable and the first voice apprenticeship program, which helped facilitate you to tell those stories. Um, so we appreciate it. And don't forget, um, continue to donate if you can kpfa.org. Well, let's quickly, before we run out of time, get a little update about what's been going on. Um, firsthand, as we say, from from you, Lauda, because you've been in contact with family down there. Some quick updates that I have gathered um, recently is that uh, just over the past day or so, there was three new coronavirus deaths on Puerto, in Puerto Rico, and um, 694 cases were reported in Puerto Rico on December 8th. Um, over the past week, there has been an average of 714 new cases per day about the same average as a couple of weeks ago. And as of Wednesday morning, that is today, there have been at least 91,000 cases and 1,205 deaths in Puerto Rico since the beginning of the pandemic. And that is according to the New York Times database. So Lauda, just tell us, um, how are people taking the coronavirus in Puerto Rico? You've talked to your family are people scared? Are they, they don't care? Are they having anti-mask protests? Um, first of all, how are the people taking it? And are they taking it seriously? What's going on? Well, I think this, it's like everybody else. Some people are taking it very seriously, especially the earlier elderly population, which in Puerto Rico is much higher because again, you know, a lot of the young people that are, are capable of going out to work, they had to leave the island. So, you know, the, after this massive exodus, you work, walk around Puerto Rico, and the most you see is elder people in our elders. So, you know, they're much more, you know, vulnerable. A lot of the kids had to go um, home, and because Puerto Ricans, I mean, the highest percentage is, is poor people. They don't necessarily have um, the, the computer and the, and the serve, you know, the internet service to learn from home. And so there's been a, a lot of groups that have been delivering computers and have been giving them the money to have the internet connected so that they can study from home. And there's still a bunch of kids that I cannot have access to that. Um, so in terms of getting, getting it seriously, um, everybody is kind of, everybody has the habit of going to the beach in Puerto Rico. And that's what's been most um, 
resent it from people because they don't want people to congregate anywhere else, you know. And if you're at a beautiful beach, are you going to be wearing a mask? No. So there were protests about uh, the closing of the beaches in Puerto Rico. There was serious protests about that. And I think that right now, um, uh, you know, like just like the Bay Area is going into lockdown, they are also going back into lockdown. And this time they're going um, to block people on the roads um, and find out if you're wearing a mask and you get fined for $100 if you're not wearing a mask in public. Uh, they're going as far as to look into your, you know, people driving on the road. If they see a car that has uh, many people, they want to know if you're all from the same family, because if you're not, then you must be wearing a mask and then you get fined if you don't. And uh, according to the uh, to NBC News, uh, Puerto Rico is, has activated the National Guard to help enforce COVID-19 restrictions. So you may encounter um, National Guard out there to keep an eye on you. That's a, that was from November 13th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, you know, it's it's very interesting that they take it a lot more it's more intense over there than it is here. Um, and again, because of the elderly, you know, there, we have a lot more elders living in home and in, you know, a lot of people are in, in homes, no? No, like uh, elderly homes. Elder care facilities, but yeah. Yes, there's those are, are full all the time, but there's still a big bunch of people that don't, uh, that leave at home with they're taking care by family. And, um, you know, I have my own 85 uh, years old mother living at home with my brother. And my brother had to move out of his house and live with her to take care of her. Um, that That's the reality that we're facing every day. And, and they're all freaking out, you know. They're all freaking out about getting um, the, the, the elders um, catch the disease. So they want to keep the elders safe. Yes. All right, Lauda. Um, we really appreciate having you back on the air. It's good to hear your voice. Um, I got to watch your YouTube video of the time travel and uh, the puppetry. So um, it's been good to watch your art in action and, we will have links to your uh, art and your your puppetry on our website, KPFA Apprenticeship, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show. And again, we really appreciate you having uh, having you back on the show. And we look forward to um, some possible future contributions from you coming up as we are got a loud car drive by as we are now um, mainly producing from home so while you're there creating you can create some more radio oh yeah sure i always wanted to mention that there are four um puppetry videos made from recycled materials on the handful players youtube channel we're going to post the links there and if anybody needs to entertain kids at home those will come very handy um what's the name of it again the handful what is it handful players Dot org. If you can go to the website, you get a link to the videos too, but they are also on YouTube 
there's a Handful Players YouTube channel. Handful Players YouTube channel. And we will have a link to those videos on our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show tonight. Laura, it's been so great to talk to you. I'm so excited for you and um, the work that you're doing and um, that beautiful art and jewelry. Thank you. Thank you. Show some love and stop by my my links and see my stuff and share it with others, you know. Definitely. They would definitely make some beautiful gifts. So we appreciate it, Laura. Um, again, thank you very much. Sure. It's a pleasure to talk to you, Frank. I am circle on 94.1 kpfa and kpfa.org that was i am resistance by bay area artist and puerto rican uh, rico pabon and before that you heard the voice of graduate apprentice laura achegaray and her update on the situation in puerto rico again a big shout out to laura and um a big again a big shout out to laura for her work out there in the world her teaching, her upcycling, creating this beautiful art out of paper. Remember to check out her art right now on our Facebook page, First Voice Media. Also, check out her work and some other pictures of Laura's time at KPFA on our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show. Also, don't forget to check out Laura's work as part of the Oakland Cottage Industry Crafts Fair online. We'll have a link to that on our website again, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show. And don't forget our overall mission tonight. We are here to raise funds for this radio station, KPFA, the station that gives opportunities to folks like Lauda and myself to share important stories that may be missing from more commercial type radio. If you haven't made that donation yet, please consider doing so now. And remember, when you donate during this show, Full Circle, it not only shows that you support KPFA, but you support Full Circle and the work that the First Voice Apprenticeship Program does. Also, consider some of the original live productions that only the First Voice Apprenticeship Program offered. We were at the No War on Iran protest in San Francisco 
It wasn't on the KPFA airwaves, but it was live streaming on KPFA.org thanks to the apprenticeship program. We were live at the Rise for Climate Jobs and Justice March and Rally in San Francisco, the largest climate rally on the West Coast. We brought you two hours from the scene with live video. Um, we were at the teachers rally in Oakland. We were at the port shutdowns multiple times for George Floyd, all the way back to Oscar Grant. So support this work if you can. Let us know that the First Voice Apprenticeship Program is important to you and to the community. Give us a click at kpfa.org or give us a call at 1-800-439-5732. That's 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Just the last minutes here. Let me throw out the number again just in case you missed it. 1-800-439-5732. And that breaks down to 1-800-HEY-KPFA. Make a donation tonight if you can. Support the apprenticeship program. Support this beautiful station, KPFA. Thank you all so much. We really, really appreciate it. And that brings us to the end of tonight's show. Remember to check out our website, kpfaapprentice.org, just after the show tonight for pictures, archive shows, and important links related to tonight's show. A big shout out again to Laura Achegadai for actually being the show tonight. We really appreciate it. And we look forward to having you back. So watch out for some future shows by Lauda. And the Full Circle crew is Miss M, the executive producer. Joy Moore is our production consultant. And myself, Freewell and Franklin, I have been your host tonight. I am also the technical director for this show, Full Circle. Again, thanks for listening tonight. And everyone out there, please remember to protect your health and your humanity. And stay tuned because coming up next on KPFA is La Onda Bajita. Good night, everyone. <laughs>